Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insight and inspiration for success. With you today, Missouri Training Institute, our full team, Dewey Thompson, Ray Lyon. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. It's time to come back, folks. I got to tell you, you know, we've been on a little bit of a break over the last couple of weeks. We had that playback party going for everybody, um, but we're back. Now 2022 is complete. (laughs) I like to to get permission to go back and listen again or watch a rerun. Like, I I like that. I like that idea. Yes. Well, you know, we don't know really for our listeners where where you started listening to us at. So maybe there right. was a lot of, of episodes you, you missed from last year on. Believe it or not, we are coming to the end of our season two. Wow. I know. The end of this year will be the end of season two. Moving into season three, almost 4,000 downloads. All thanks to you listeners out there. Yes. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about why we're here today. There's that why again. There we were talking. I know we were talking before we got started on this podcast about uh, kind of what stage my son is in, and uh, I'm in the no stage right now. So his favorite <laughs> word, no, 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 no. Sometimes he screams it at the top of his lungs, and so <laughs> there are moments where mommy is really looking forward to what I hear the next stage is, and that's that why stage. Yeah, be careful um, what you wish for. There. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to logic and rationalize with a three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> it, yes. Yeah. You know, and isn't it so interesting? Just that that element of curiosity. I've, I've talked about it before, but I wish we could just harness more of that as adults. You know, why is such a big question? And why, I think, is often not something we intentionally start with a lot of times in conversations. And so we also lose that as adults. Um, but we're talking about purpose today. And purpose is all about your why. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, I know you all teach often, and I'm learning from you on Simon Sinek, Start With Why. Uh, he's, he's really taken this approach and, and moved this forward and kind of reorganizing the way we think about things. Yeah, you know, it was interesting because you, you're, you're exactly right. When you talk with grownups, you know, we do seem to talk a lot about what we do. You know, and we identify ourselves as that, you know, Mm -hmm. I am a trainer, but we rarely start a conversation out with why, why, why do you do what you do? Like, Mm -hmm. I bet that would turn some heads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I sometimes ask that question, Ray, in training sessions, I ask people, what is it that you do all day long? And it's really interesting because they can immediately come back and tell me, oh, I I go to meetings, I write so many emails, I write reports, I do this, I do that. And what they're doing is they're talking about their to-do list, right? But that's what you do in your job all day long. And then if if I ask them, how do you do that? And, And by the way, that what, when I ask them what it is that they do in their job, that's really on the top of their minds. They're able to come out with that very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then I ask them, you know, well, how do you do all that? And that, that, that's a question that stumps them a little bit more. I mean, it's, an, it's, it's not on the top of their minds as much, but they'll say things like, oh, well, I, I strategize or I prioritize, you know, my to-do list or whatever. And so that tells me that, you know, they're, 
they're kind of thinking about their strategy or their process. And, you know, that answers that question of how. But then I ask them why they do what they do. And that one is uh, oftentimes um, even more difficult for them to, to, to answer. Now, I will say this. I think people probably deep down have a pretty good understanding of why they do what they do. But sometimes we just get so caught up in the what's of the job and the, mm-hmm. the how's of the jobs. And those things change all the time, don't we? I think about all the, the things that I have to do now in my job um, that's changed over the years. But the one thing that hasn't changed is why I get up every morning and do what I do. Mm-hmm. Why it, do you? Well, I really want to make a difference <laughs> in how people um, approach their work and how um, they can find meaningfulness in serving other people. So that's why I get up and do what I do every day. But um, I, I Again, I just think that um, and that took me a long time to find. I will say that, you know, I was on the eight year plan for my undergraduate degree and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And, and when you finally found it, you know, then things really started to fall into place and things started to really uh, progress in an exponential way. I, I found it interesting that you said you think most people know why they do what they do. And I, 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 I kind of disagree in a, mm-hmm. in a little way in that I, I think it's within them. And but, I guess that's what I meant by it. You know, that, okay. you know, they they just got to be in touch with, I guess, who they are uh, a little bit, maybe more if they just spent some time thinking about why they do what they do. Who has um, time for that? <laughs> well, we're too busy with the wants of the job. Uh, we're too right. busy with the hows of the job that we right. sometimes forget about. We're just life. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. we are a multidimensional being and there's a lot going on and you're right. You know, when, when have we dedicated that space to, to the why? Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, to, to give this kind of a, a picture, I suppose, you know, I, I think back and I've often used this story, maybe on previous episodes, but also um, in some of my trainings, when we talk about this concept of purpose and why and the impact it can have on somebody. When I worked at the police department, I was I was uh, told that we wanted to start a video campaign. This was not a project that was was widely accepted. We were doing a "Why I Wear the Badge" campaign, and uh, the first officer got volun told uh, to participate <laughs> in this. So you can imagine uh, how that already kind of started out. Uh, we go out to the the park where we were, I was shooting this video and I'm setting up and I can see him checking the calls for service. And uh, finally I got everything set up and I started out with one question. And I said, can you tell me a little bit about your first experiences with, with a police officer? And he went back and, and started telling the story about how him and his grandpa used to sit and listen to the police scanner and his grandpa would help him understand what the call were and then lo and behold it wasn't too long later and they they had a situation where a police officer was actually called and he had really helped him through this and he's just picking up momentum as he's telling the story and and you start finally seeing this energy this liveliness come back to to his face and he stops and he looks at me at the end of this and he had answered one question and he said, thank you. And I was very confused. And, and he said, thank you for reminding me why I do what I do every day. And I thought, holy moly. So, of course, you all know me being a bucket of emotions. I was bawling. And, um, <laughs> and so, I, but I mean, how powerful 
yeah. how powerful it can be. Yeah. What, what I really take away from that story too, is when you talked about how his energy changed, right? Yeah. How his focus and how his motivation kind of changed when he redis- rediscovered his why. Um, and that's what that does, right? Mm-hmm. It, it can really propel you forward exponentially if you um, can kind of get back to that. Yeah, I will say this. Um, this is a, a topic that I have struggled with. Um, you know, even before I got into MTI, I just told you the on, on the eight year plan for my undergrad. But even at the Missouri Training Institute over the years, you know, we you we don't really get to see often too often the outcome of our work. I mean, we go in and we work with a group. We, um, you know, maybe help to develop some knowledge, some skills among people, but then we leave. And sometimes we really, I, I, I know I do sometimes at least that I, I struggle sometimes seeing, well, gosh, did they use that information? Mm-hmm. Has it, has it improved their lives? Has it improved their relationships? Has it made their lives easier in some way? And I got to tell you, it's those moments and I, they don't come too often, but when every once in a while, when you get that email from somebody that says, gosh, you know, it's been six months since we talked to but, you know, I, I ran into this issue and I remembered what we talked about and, and training and you know, I tried this and wow, it really got me this great outcome. And I'm like, oh, those are the moments I live for. Right. Mm -hmm. And then just like the story you told, my motivation increases, my inspiration increases, my energy levels go up. Yeah. So it's, it's an amazing, powerful, powerful tool to remember, remember what your why is. And then focusing on putting, stringing uh, those memories together. Mm. Right. Because I think when, you know, that's a, that in that moment is is an energy shift. But when people are truly seeking to put that story together and then focus it um, for improved performance and optimal experience and life satisfaction and all of the big things that fall under a why, it's being able to look back and capture those anecdotal pieces and say, gosh, what's the common thread here? What's the, you know, the thing that I find is driving me, mm-hmm. you know, in all of this. And then I think that, you know, for those people that are, you know, on on the journey and um, looking for more fulfillment, whether, you know, just in life in general, you know, at work, too, because I know we have a focus there, you know, really looking at what's the common thread in all of this. Mm-hmm. But I, I also like what you talked about in terms of stringing those experiences together, you know, because, um, wow, what I, I, I think about if we're able to do that, just how sustained we can be um, with our energy and our motivation and our performance um, in the job. So yeah. that's that's great. Right. Thanks. Yeah. And that certainly yeah. requires us to look up, you know, to be able to identify mm. some of those those spaces, those things. Um, you know, I, I've talked uh, in trainings before about how we often, at least I, and I I, I personalize this, but I had a lot of, of participants afterwards that came up and said they used to do the same thing, but, it, you know, you filter. So at the end of the day, you're, you're coming home and you're thinking about all the stuff you still have to do and not giving space to all the things that you did get done and um, what it was that you were most proud of in, you know, in that day that you had accomplished. And so we filter out, you know, all of the the good stuff for all of the stuff that's still to come, but we need that space. We have to be able to look up and to be able to string some of those moments together. It it is a journey. um, And it's something I think requires just that intentionality. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about reflecting and I think that speaks to both of your comments. And then, you know, 
what about the present, you know, and really experiencing, you know, the moment? Because just like you said, you know, the minute I get home and of course you come home to littles, Dewey and I don't do that anymore. But yeah, we're so busy thinking about what's next or where we should have been or even what what we did or didn't do that day already, that sometimes we lose our ability to be in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And so speaking to that intentionality, I think that awareness of being present, uh, it's it's escaping us as as humans. Oh, absolutely. Oh, we're so bombarded, aren't we? I mean, we've got messages flying in the left and messages flying in the right and every which way you have you and um, deadlines here and deadlines there. And I can understand why people kind of lose sight of the the why when they're having to Man. tick off all the watts, right? Yeah. Um, so it gets, it does, and it can be very demotivating. But, you know, it's one, one thing about leaders, I think, um, is, is and, and we talk about this in classes too about um, find, helping people find their meaningfulness. You know, that's what's going to motivate your employees. Mm-hmm. Um, is kind of finding out what that meaningfulness is and and making sure that we're connecting that with you know what what the organization needs to get accomplished. You know, and, and making sure that we're connecting those and those things in alignment. Yeah, one thing I think you know when we speak about our graduates here at the College of Business. And um, one of the things I do think that generation is better at, well, there's a lot of things I think they're better at, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, um, one thing when I, I I think about the point you just made is they're more particular in who and where they work, you know, whereas I remember, you know, we're leaving college or even grad school and you're mass emailing a hundred different places and you're trying to get on everybody's, you know, interview list. And yeah, it's much more pinpointed, you know, thinking about what is the the purpose of this organization? Why does this organization exist? You know, what's, mm-hmm. what is their function? What is their commitment to the community or the, you know, world at large and really wanting to align. And we know this is where magic happens, but really align the purpose of the organization with what they feel is their purpose and mm-hmm. their gifts or talents. Um, and I, I do think there's a better pause for people of a younger generation than Dewey and I's um, doing that. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I think about my, when you said that we don't, ha- I don't have littles at home. I do have a little, she's just 23. Uh, <laughs> that is true. So sorry. She's not always home though when you get there. <laughs> uh, no, she's not. But, um, you know, right now I think that she is struggling a little bit and I think it all boils down to this, you know, she's graduated and um, she, she hasn't found her. I think she's found her purpose. Um, she really wants to um, clean up the environment. She really wants to help our oceans and our seas and the wildlife in them and uh, really wants to conserve that. But I think she's struggling a little bit in, you know, uh, how she can make that contribution right now. Um, and um, so I think she's still struggling. And, and it is interesting that when I remind her about what her purpose is or what she's proclaimed her purpose to be, you can see that little glint in her eye. You know, you can you can really start to see the energy kind of start to build. And I think she gets a little bit more um, uh, ready to ready to maybe take that next step a yeah. little bit. So, well, uh, so we're looking at grad schools. We're, you know, we're, we're doing yeah. that kind of thing. But um, um, but I think I think it is it does help yeah Brianna. I, I think we put a lot of pressure on 
on ourselves now. I mean, I'm even thinking about um, my generation and it's been a while since I graduated college, but uh, you know, there's so much pressure because of all those messages you mentioned earlier. And um, I love something you said before we got started on this, right? The, the idea that we're often on such a journey to, to find our purpose mm-hmm. that we don't live our purpose, you know, we're, we're just like, all right, well, somebody tell me this so I can have the answer to what my purpose yes. is. <laughs> and yeah. that's just not the way you're going to find it. I think of a beautiful story you had, Ray, at the at the Cancer Institute, you know, with an individual. It doesn't have to be, you know, curing diseases or inspiring world peace. I, I think right. you had an encounter with a custodian. Yeah. Yeah. He worked. He worked for the hospital. I had just a very basic question. Um, you know, do you work here? And he said, yeah, I cure cancer. And, you know, so it wasn't about I mop the floors, but definitely one of those what we would call those looking up moments, you know, to see the bigger picture. And we do get caught up in um, I won't do anything until I can make such a significant impact that you know, the world knows. And I think that's sometimes where we get stalled, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that and and I think about just the, the simple mention of what you said, Greer, you know, her purpose is. And just for clarification, we're talking about Dewey's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's like she has to wait for this and wait for this and wait for this and not her. I mean, all of us, I think it's a it's a general experience or expectation that until I can, you know, make a huge dent, I'll, I'll just wait for that thing, yeah. you know, to happen. And yeah, yeah. I remember Mother, being... Mother Teresa ha- told a story about that, right. you know, and how how she, you know, obviously we all know who Mother Teresa is and how she feeds the poor. And she said with it started with a slice of bread, mm. you know, something to that effect. But yeah. It didn't have to be big. It's one little step at a time that can get you there, right? Um, but it is it is interesting that, you know, at 18, we uh, we expect people to kind of have a, a a plan in place about what they're going to do for the rest of their lives, you know, um, in, in, with these freshmen that come into school and that kind of thing. It's, yeah. it's very interesting. You know, when I think about organizations and I think about Greer starting her career and, you know, my kids are still evolving and, uh, you know, but I think about how organizations can attract Mm. people who have the same um, ideas and same purpose. And I think, you know, clearly as an organization, we might not always be the best at communicating our purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very hard then for people to, you know, they can see what we do, just get on our website kind of thing. But for those that are attracting talent, you know, why, why do we do what we do? And do you want to be a part of that? Why? Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's it's kind of interesting because organizations are kind of forced then to bring together their ideal, you know, that ideal purpose, that idealism, but also kind of marry that with the idea of realism, you know, what can we really do? Um, you know, and, and sometimes that is a kind of a difficult thing and confusion can kind of set in when, when that's going on. And, you know, I, I, I remember figuring out like once you figure that out, then it helps guide your decisions Mm. because then you can decide what you're willing to partake in, what you're not willing to partake in. And I know, you know, every three, four, five years, 
you know, MTI, we come together and we're like, okay, are we fulfilling our our purpose? Has has that shifted? Because um, we make some very intentional decisions mm-hmm. about what we're going to do as well as what we're not going to do. And so I think that clarification helps with decision making. Absolutely. And it's got to come from an authentic place. I I really want to emphasize that. I think that organizations will say, okay, this is our purpose, but maybe the behaviors or the things or the culture that's been um, created there or, you know, what have you, what people are seeing on the outside is not what's in alignment with what you're saying. You know, you're not walking that talk, sort of say. Mm -hmm. And that's that's hard, you know, and people are looking at that too. You talk about these students coming out of school and, and looking at organizations. It's like, "Mm, you say that, but do you really mean it? And so, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I think that we, you you take a look at from an organizational perspective, that's the reason why organizations need to remain nimble, right? Because Mm -hmm. they operate in an environment and that environment is constantly changing, you know, new regulations, new products, new service, um, services, new, new people that might have a difference of opinion about, you know, the organization's purpose. So the thing is, is though, is that that purpose to me rarely changes. It's the how we do things and the what we do. That that stuff changes rapidly, um, according to Simon Sinek. And so, you know, it's that one constant that we can kind of rely on is that sense of purpose. But it, I can understand how people and how organizations can get maybe a little distracted with so much that's going on in their environments. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it is important for us to kind of m- remain nimble and monitor what's going on and constantly assess, you know, this environment environment in which we're trying to work in. Well, you know, then think of the focus that brings Mm -hmm. Um, instead of trying to be all things to all people or, uh, you know, and and bring that down to an individual level. I'm trying to do everything for everyone. I mean, it doesn't work. Um, And so when you know kind of why you're here, um, you can focus. And we know right now that our, our, our work world is, and managers in particular feel very fragmented oh, yeah. with all that they have on their plates. And I think that's because organizationally we haven't um, comment. We haven't committed ourselves to focus. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I'd like to ask the question and I encourage people in, in leadership to ask this question of their uh, employees. What is it that you're trying to accomplish? What is it you're trying to accomplish? And if they say, oh, I'm trying to move this stack of paperwork from here to there. Um, well, then you know <laughs> that they've kind of maybe have lost sight of what it is that they're truly trying to accomplish, right? Um, because that's a what of the job. That's not necessarily, you know, why they show up every day to do their job. So a gentle reminder about why that paperwork might be important to move from one stack to the another, you know? Yeah. Um, it could be a helpful, you know, coaching moment, I guess. But yeah. Asking ourselves, uh, you know, what is it that we're trying to accomplish as an organization? What are we trying to accomplish as a as an employee? What are you trying to accomplish? I think that's a a great question to maybe start with. I like it because the answer most likely and shouldn't be, in my opinion, money. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what are you trying to accomplish money, you know, (laughs) versus why do you come to work so I can get a paycheck? Right. You know, so that's a good question, Dewey. 
Yeah, I love it's that. never about the money. Yeah, yeah, it never <laughs> I, is. I know. And some people in the audience, they'll just shake their head and they're like, oh, yes. And I'm like, nope. At the core, it's never about the money. Yeah. Well, no. and that's even, you know, there's been lots of research done over the many, many years that looks at what motivates employees and and then they ask their supervisors the exact same question, what what motivates your employees? And the supervisor's response usually is money. Money right. motivates my employees. You ask the employees, and usually that ranks about the fifth or the seventh thing on the list. Yeah. More importantly, it's about the purpose, you know, that yeah. they're making a meaningful difference um, in what they're doing. Yeah. And they, they feel that they belong or they're made to feel that they belong there. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. think that, again, goes with that alignment. Um, yeah. You know, because my organization is trying to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that was insightful as we were thinking through this, specifically for the workplaces, for organizations to consider, um, sometimes people get wrapped up in you know, well, we, that's what our mission is. You know, that's our vision. This is, you know, who we are. And I, I, I want to suggest that maybe that's separate from the purpose. Well, the mission is more about the how. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that definitely isn't about the why. But, you know, why do you exist in the first place? you know, organizationally. So that that to me is very separate from the mission. The vision is kind of that ideal space. Like I want to be the best. And you know, mm -hmm. we were joking about this last week in Washington, D.C. You know, I went by this restaurant and storefront and said the best hamburger or the best sandwich or something, you know, and I was like, how how do you know when you're the best? You know <laughs> what? What's your metric for that? But, you know, I mean, that's to me, that's vision. It's like the picture of where you want to be, right? But it might not necessarily um, communicate why you want to be mm -hmm. there. Yeah. So. Mission and vision to me feel like like they're, they're drivers, they're changing elements. Whereas, you know, it's what I'm hearing here from this conversation. Obviously, your purpose is pretty set and your purpose is your purpose is your purpose. Yeah. So. It's, the, it's the constant, right? It's yeah. The constant, you know, you know, we can change computer systems easily. We can change how we do things easily. We can do even change what we do easily. But it's the why we do it that is the one constant. So. Um, and yeah. that's why I think sometimes people don't think big enough. I'd agree with that. You know, yeah, yeah. they don't they don't think big enough. So um, I want to go ahead and just ask, I guess, as you think about this or through your years of experience in different organizations, any final thoughts? Well, one thing I think that could be of use here is to really get to know your individuals, get mm -hmm. to know your employees, understand what their strengths, understand what their talents are, understand um, how they can make a meaningful contribution. Um, and then, you know, align that with the purpose of what we're here to do as a team, what we're here to do as an organization. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's about it's a lot of a conversation. It's a lot of deep conversation sometimes. Um, it's about coaching people so that they clearly have a good understanding of what is the purpose and more importantly, how do I contribute to that mm -hmm. um, with my unique talents and my unique strengths? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think hiring right. You know, that's mm -hmm. that's where it starts. So, you know, we might have inherited people. Um, but I think really going back to the beginning and how do we communicate the message of why we do what we do in order to attract the talent that is in that position, you know, so reigniting a passion that was there. Um, I, th I think we need to be careful in trying to 
fit a square peg in a round hole. And sometimes you have to manage out, Mm. you know, and I I say that about managers, you know, move them up, move them over or move them out. Mm -hmm. And out doesn't necessarily mean, you know, free up their future. But, you know, I certainly, um, can think of three individuals over my years that I helped them find a job more suited for them, Mm -hmm. you know, more in alignment. They're going to be great. They're just going to be great somewhere else. Um, And, you know, it's ended up being a lasting relationship, even though they no longer, you know, or, or at the time no longer worked for me. So, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I would say the final thing that, you know, leaders can do to help with that alignment is talk about the purpose a lot, you know, instead of going to people to talk about the the what they need to be doing or how they're going to be doing it. Start with the why, just like Simon Sinek said um, in his book, start with why uh, communicate that often, communicate that frequently and uh, paint a very clear picture for people about what this organization's purpose really is. So. Well, and then you better be able to back that up. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. So if, if that's my why, then this is the case. This is the case. This is the case. And sharing all those anecdotal stories, just mm-hmm. like you were talking about, to say, see, see how we do and live our purpose. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Well, just lip service. That's right. Yeah. No, we are the choices we make. I like to think of that quote quote often uh, when we talk about this idea. So thank you all so very much for the great conversation. And um, Ray, I'm going to I'm excited to hear it again. It's been a few weeks. So until next time, go be great. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu. Subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace. Yes.